Tombstone Minute by Minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and today, today I'm joined by my good friend, Joe. Just today? Just today. For now. You know, hey, day day by day. I'm on, day by day. I'm on a day by day contract. Yes. I don't even get the NBA 10 day. <laughs> uh, we are on uh, minute 121, Joe. And in this minute, Wyatt asks Josephine to dance. I, that's a weird, weird way to sum up this minute. <laughs> How would you sum it up? Like, he basically pledges to love her for the rest of his life and he happens to at the end ask her to dance <laughs> like that That's... shows like how your weird little brain works like the most uncomfortable part of that sequence is that he asked her to dance <laughs> it, like i think it betrays your fear of dancing explain <laughs> um i do not have a fear of dancing anymore i used to when i was younger i would be the guy who would go to weddings and was like i am not gonna dance um and then I've since learned that's silly. Yep. Weddings are the time to dance. Yeah, we all look stupid out there. Yes, that's the point. You know how you look stupid at a wedding? By standing around the dance floor not dancing. <laughs> or sitting at a table by yourself. Yeah. Either of those two ways, not the way to go. Um, no, you're right. Before this, before he asks her to dance, he says that he has nothing left. Nothing to give you. I have no pride, no dignity, no money. I don't even know how we'll make a living. I promise I'll love you the rest of your life. Which is very sweet. But more importantly, he asks her to dance. Yes, later on. His initial set of lines would make a fantastic country song. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, and then they kiss. And Josephine says, don't worry, my family is rich. Um, which I'm not entirely sure if that's true, but we'll get there. Um, and then they go out in this fake snow. <laughs> what? Yeah, they go outside and it's snowing. <laughs> they didn't do like the David Lean, uh, Dr. Shivago and wait like two weeks till it snows so they could do the battle scene right? Yeah, they should have because this snow <laughs> looks terrible. <laughs> My whole life, this snow has bothered me. Yeah, they rain and snow. They didn't do too well in this movie. No, lightning, th- lightning and thunder. They had down, rain and snow. They did not. Um, and then she asks what they should do next, and he suggests doing what she wanted to do the first night, and says, "May I have the stance?" So you know that's how the minute ends, Joe. Nice. Uh, she's not wearing a spacesuit this time. <laughs> she looks very nice. She does. She's uh they I was going to I was going to say she is incredibly charming here, especially when he asks for the dance and she laughs and um she's wonderful. Dana Delaney's really good in this role. That's about the best she could do. So, uh do you have anything Joe on what transpires during this minute? On screen. What happens on screen? No. It's nice, sure. Uh, kind of unearned, but whatever. It's. I agree to, with you that it's unearned, but I do think it's very sweet. Like it, the payoff is better than it should be, considering, as you said, they they didn't really earn it. Yeah, and it's um, just the pacing here at the end where they they finish a murder spree through the uh, pr- 
the open spaces of uh, Arizona outside of Tombstone. Then have a cool mm-hmm. slow motion handshake. Then Doc Holliday dies and he's very sad. And then now Wyatt finds the love of his life. And then movie over. Well, I guess there's a little bit more, but it's there just is a weird. It's a weird roller coaster ride. It's that is true, and there is something uh, in the uh, in the script. And when I say script, I mean the book uh, Tombstone, a novel is by. This the last time, is this the last reading based upon the screenplay by Kevin Jar? Um, he says, "I promise, I swear." I'll, well, we're not quite there yet, but uh, essentially, after they embrace, there's a line here that says, "Wyatt had finally found his happiness. Doc had been wrong." Which I don't really like that. What do you mean, Doc? Doc told him to go do this. Yeah, but in the script, that, uh, or in the original script, he asks him. He tells him he'll never find happiness. Oh, but then to also find that woman, it's it's much better. I think as we uh, sort of move through these final episodes um, and kind of discuss the legacy of Tombstone, uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things to talk about with you know how much creative chaos there was and kind of what comes out of it yeah um i don't think we're there yet uh what i did do joe joe i did a little research oh (laughs) catchphrase Uh, yeah in real life uh josephine went to san francisco in march of 1882 and was joined that fall by wyatt uh, and they remained together in a common law marriage for 46 years so you know, this whole coming up to Colorado and after Doc dies or any of that, the, there's no there's no real connection between Doc, Wyatt, uh, and Josephine outside of they lived in the same area for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as are the three of them together. Uh, so this is where it gets really interesting. Josephine um, had let her relationship to Wyatt become known – uh, after an amateur historian named Glenn Boyer published his book, I Married Wyatt Earp, based on a manuscript allegedly written in part by her. Uh, it was considered a factual memoir. It was cited by scholars, studied in classrooms, and used as a source by filmmakers for 32 years. This book came out, I think, in 1976. Um, but in 1998, reporters and scholars found that Boyer could not document many of the facts he wrote about the time period in Tombstone. And critics have described the book as a fraud and a hoax. And the University of Arizona withdrew the book from its catalog. So Ouch. a lot of the stuff that's in this movie that we're saying isn't factual uh, was, as far as you know, Kevin Jar and the filmmakers knew, was factual. It just turns out that the book that they're citing is pretty much a fraud. And the book is called, as I said, I married Wyatt Earp. So that means that we have to redo this movie. Yeah. Well, it's our next minute by minute. We're going to do tombstone minute by minute. <laughs> just start We're over. just going to act it out. Yes. Um, so I learned something else and I, this is our Huckleberry crystal mentioned this. Um, but there's this photo of, uh, Josephine that's famous and it was on the book or like inside the book and it was a photo of uh, her wearing a see-through silk garment which if you recall is what Josephine is wearing in the movie when she's getting that picture taken right before the shootout at the OK Corral mm-hmm. 
Well, part of finding out that this book was a hoax is they found out that that photo was taken in 1914 and was not Josephine. Oh. And and the 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 Wikipedia entry on this I married Wyatt Earp is massive. There's a lot of content just about you know the what it was actually supposed to be like different manuscripts from different people, including uh, John Clum, uh, who you know we see in this movie, and then none of it was like cited or could be backed up in any way. But that was after thirty plus years of people thinking it was factual. Well, that's. Interesting. Yeah. And I feel like we might be a little harsh on the movie looking back um, because they were, you know, as far as they knew, the source material they were using was correct. Does the other white, does the white art movie use the same source material? I wonder. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because that was trying to be a gentleman's white art movie. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll maybe find out. Maybe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So um, Josephine actually died. In December, really? yeah. <laughs> in December twentieth, nineteen forty-four, in Los Angeles, she was eighty-three years old, and she was penniless. Hmm. Um, and we will dive into her and White's relationship, I think, tomorrow. Um, because you know we still we still have a lot. We don't have a lot. We really only have one more minute of actual footage in this movie. Um, but that's what I have on Josephine. Okay, that's interesting. I guess we'll never know, probably. Yep, right back to what we uh, keep getting back to is we 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 don't know, <laughs> no idea. But yeah, I would definitely urge listeners to uh, Google "I Married Wyatt Earp" and just start to peruse this uh, massive Wikipedia entry. It talks about the sources, about the cover image effects on the publication uh there is uh let's see if i can uh find it but there is like someone who is mentioning that this just really hurt everything about the old west like history wise it said uh yeah arthur gary roberts a western historian noted history is what suffered the most it's all kind of tragic really um just because um some people think it might be the most remarkable literary hoax in american history and the author, this Boyer guy, his reaction to it has been um, – let's see if I can – Is he still alive? I think he is, yeah. He has admitted that the book is 100% Boyer. <laughs> he said that he is uninterested in what others think of the accuracy of what he has written. This is an artistic effort. I don't have to adhere to the kind of jacket that these people are putting me on. I'm not a historian. I'm a storyteller. Well, did – did he market it as a history? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I should have read some things about this. Yeah. I mean, okay. Fascinating, though. Glenn Boyer is his name. Uh, is he still alive? No, he died in 2013. He was 89. Okay. So. Jeez. Right? first person to reveal the existence of Wyatt Earp's second wife, Maddie Blaylock. And did you note where he was from? And I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, Glenn Boyer. Oh, no, I did not note where Glenn Boyer was born. Uh, right here in Wisconsin. No way. Yep. 
Man, another Wisconsin connection. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if he's buried next to Tom B. Stone in the uh, Dells. Maybe, maybe he, maybe instead of making up all this Josephine Wyatt Earp stuff, he should have concentrated on the real story America wants to hear, and that is the life and times of Tom B. Stone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else about this minute or historical? Uh, facts or myth about this minute no i'm okay, okay. i'm all right this i mean I, I think i am going to read more about this glenn poyer guy when we're done though yeah we, we can talk about it tomorrow um i will uh oh jeez. i will I already mention, found some bad things <laughs> i will mention one thing uh it's monday it's time we give more hints to our uh, listeners about what our next project's going to be so far people know that it's a movie from the 90s that it is a period piece, that it was an award-winning film, and that it was on, it's on Netflix currently. As of July of 2017, it is on Netflix. Um, Joel, I think this was uh, your idea. Do you want to give the last, or not the last hint, I guess the second to last hint on, uh, on our upcoming project about how it compares to Tombstone? I can assure our listeners that there are more deaths in this movie than in tombstone yep i i feel confident in that prediction or in that statement um all right well joe i guess uh we'll be back tomorrow with uh really the last minute of tombstone footage until we get into credit sequence yeah, like like story type footage. Story yeah. footage. Yeah, we still get uh, you know a little some more walking, some walking. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm.